Let's go. Pumped up on a Monday. Welcome to the Bear Cave, a virtual haven of relaxation and inspiration brought to you by the Clumsy Bears NFT community. Our project consists of 1,555 Clumsy Bears on the Solana blockchain and celebrates the passions of modern West Coasters. Today's space, we have a very special guest. We will get into that. My name is K-Train. I am your co-host. We also have Misha here. He's my friend. He's your friend. I call him Misha. You call him Misha. His name must be Misha. Good morning, Misha. Hey, guys. What's up? What's up, K-Train? <laughs> what is up? Uh, do we got Jay Shep up here? Yes, sir. How's it going? How's it going? Right on. Good, man. How are you? Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing good. Doing good. Just uh, sending out invites. Uh, very quickly, everyone, let's, uh, let's do something very fast. So on the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little bubble. Hit that bubble. Go comment on the room. Hit the retweet button. Hit the likes. We've got two retweets and two likes out of 20 people that are here. Let's make sure we get those comments on the room. Hit the retweet button. Hit the like button. Let's make sure we get more people in here. I'm going to go ahead and invite a few more people um, and get some some announcements going so we can get some more people in the in the space. And, uh, yeah, guys, uh, I hope you're ready for, for what we have coming today. Um, I honestly can't wait to jump into Wolf Capital and also my background as well. So um, go ahead. I'll be right back. A true hype man at that. I love it. Thanks for uh... – Getting the party started. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome, Jay Chef. Uh, we love you. And uh, I remember meeting you at the event back in NFTLA. And uh, back then, you just made such a good impression, you know, like uh, you were like very concise with the answers and uh, very insightful. So that's why we decided to invite you. But before we go into like Wolf Capital and uh, that stuff, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how did you get into Web3? What was your path to Web3, basically? Yeah, um, I got into Web3 um, really through, um, you know, just my, my prior experience of, of, of trading. And, you know, I, I jumped into crypto and I just kept hearing buzz of different things um, at that time. Before that... If we take a step back, you know, I, I have a sales and marketing background. I spent 10 and a half years um, in the sales and marketing industry and um, did very well for myself, you know, through various industries. And, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed what I was doing, but I understood that I was working for other people and making their dream become a reality versus my dream. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I, I understood that there was things that needed to change in my life in order for, for me to go in a different direction. So I started getting into trading in 2016, um, really trading like Forex, commodities, oil, um, you know, obviously with, with that being commodities, um, you know, I would trade metals like silver, gold. Um, and then also I got into crypto, really. I started, I started leverage trading crypto back in, you know, 2018. Um, so, you know, I, I already had a grip on, on how markets moved, how, how markets, uh, you know, just the, the general understanding of the markets, um, you know, in 2016. So two years later, I got into, into crypto trading and, and in itself, it was a different beast, right? Like anybody who trades any other asset asides from crypto understands that these markets move entirely different. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, more volatility with certain, you know, certain, certain, um, you know, crypto pairs and looking at, at, you know, the, the possibilities, it was just, it was eye opening. And so I, I started to get into, into crypto further and it really started to catch my attention. Um, you know, I was pulling pretty solid returns. Um, you know, I've always been a guy that's, that focuses on risk for like risk or reward, I think that a lot of people over leverage um, when they're trading. You know, I'm, I typically will only risk 1% of my account, but I, I have very precise entries and I've traded various styles. Um, you know, I, I started off trading like support and resistance, um, you know, traditionally, like most people typically do, um, you know, read multiple books by, by some very big traders, learned a lot about, about different things. Um, you know, I traded harmonics. Um, you know, I was trading different things like that at, at one point and, you know, 
I, I got into smart money trading and, and, and Wyckoff, like applying Wyckoff and, and smart money concepts. And, you know, I started to, to see a lot more results just because the trading style fit me as a person better. Um, I think that people can make money in all all various forms of, of trading styles. It really just comes down to what suits you as a person. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just got really attracted to, to crypto. And, um, you know, I ended up realizing that there was some other forms of, of things that were related to crypto that were releasing that that's NFTs. Uh, I actually got involved in a digital collectible app called Vivi in January of 2021. And that was like my first bit of exposure to NFTs and that collectible that collectible feeling that I was getting from it was pretty cool. Like I heard people collecting NBA top shot, like the digital, um, you know, sport cards. And I didn't really get into that because I already had like a bunch of fucking like real cards, um, that were worth some money. And I just like, I, I collected trading cards like at, at a younger age too. Um, you know, my dad actually had a giant chest of cards, like, like, like no cap. He had over 20,000 cards in this box. Um, and he had a lot of unopened packs. And when he would pick me up from school when I was younger, you know, like seven, eight years old, he would pick me up from school. And he like, if I was good that day, if I got good grades that day, he would hand me a fucking pack. Like, and I would get to open this pack. Sometimes it was a baseball card pack. Other times it was like, you know, basketball. Sometimes it was hockey, football, like just all types of different cards. And, you know, I, I got into that, that, you know, that lifestyle of collecting at a younger age. So whenever I got into Vivi, it really brought back those older memories, but in a different way because it was digital. And, and a lot of those were, were like augmented items, right? Like they had like a, they had like a, um, basically like a, how would you call it? Like, you know how you have, uh, Jesus, why am I blanking on this? It's like, when, like kind of like an art gallery in a way. Um, and you would just be able to place your items wherever you wanted in Vivi. And um, I didn't take it to that extent of like making a pretty cool gallery. Like I actually like flipped. That was my thing is I was on there flipping. Um, and that, the, the mentality of flipping not only came from trading, but it also came from like selling shoes at one point in my life. Um, and when I was selling a bunch of shoes, I was botting them. I was using bots to, to get, you know, as many good runs as I possibly could so I could make as much profit. Um, and so I started botting Vivi because I found out that there was a, a, an app that I used previously for botting shoes that actually had Vivi on the app. And I was like, wait a second, I can bot this drop? All right. So this was like whenever I found out I could bot Vivi, this was like going into season like – halfway through season two, like I was there in season one, I was there season two, halfway through season two, I find out about botting. And so I started botting these VV drops and I was making really good profit from it. The problem was, is that you couldn't like convert the gems straight to dollars. Anybody who used VV knew that. But what I was doing is I was going into telegram groups and I was selling these gems at 60, 60% of the value. So I was selling them for 60 cents on the dollar. Um, and because of the fact that I was botting these drops, especially like when the Disney collectibles came, I was, I was making, you know, money hand over fist on those, on those drops. And, you know, I was, I was using a good bot. So my accounts very rarely got banned. Um, you know, I, I started to notice that in like season four, things started to change. Um, you know, like botting started to get a little obnoxious. Um, that's when there was like more demand. Um, and so I slowly started to sell off all of my portfolio on Vivi and I converted that to, uh, to, to a lot of ETH and looking back, it's like whenever I got exposure to ETH for the first time, which was like in March of 2021, um, I ended up getting into a few projects. I held off for a little bit because I just didn't understand the ecosystem at first. Uh, but I ended up starting to invest a little bit more time in, into Ethereum and I had some pretty solid wins on projects like Ape Gang um, I made a lot off of a project called Uninterested Unicorns, which actually pretty much made the soul bag that I had, um, you know, right out the bat. Like, so basically what, what I ended up doing is I took that, that money and I turned it into soul, like all the Ethereum that I had. Because I started to hear a lot about Solana, um, you know, initially from like Easy and in the Nifty Portal spaces. Um, and, and you really just started to catch my, my attention. So I ended up 
converting Ethereum to Soul to trade one project um, for the very first time. And the transaction was so smooth. And the fact that I legitimately have the NFT directly in my wallet right out the bat, I was just mind blown. So what I ended up doing is I took the rest of the Ethereum the same day, right after minting the project and flipping. I was like, this is a no brainer. I took all of my ETH and <laughs> converted it to soul, like legitimately all of it. Um, and I was just trading the shit out of out of soul projects. And I became very infatuated with the ecosystem and just understood that there was a lot of value that was going to come um, regardless of what the markets were going to do. And I saw that that there was just something very unique starting to form here. And, you know, one thing that I was trying to also paint the picture for people back at that time, uh, like something that I've always said is as above, so below. And a lot of people will like they, they'll ask me, what do you mean? Right. Well, markets, they move in different different ways. Right. They move sideways and they move up and down. Right. As above, so below. If the market is at a very high point, it's naturally going to retrace. It has to fill previous orders. People have to be taken out of play. It's not just going to be green, green, green for everyone, right? So I was trying to explain that to a lot of people. And, you know, it's kind of crazy to just see how things played out. But the fact that we still have, you know, over 4,000 people that are still actively trading on Seoul, even when we're in the middle of, of a market where, you know, we're, we're significantly valued less than what we originally were is just mind-blowing. And I kind of felt that we were going to have something like this happen in terms of the the users, you know, just like the, the overall users that are engaging with this ecosystem. So, you know, my, my background for crypto really just started, um, you know, in 20, 2017, um, you know, really got into you know, crypto 2017, 2018, started trading Forex, et cetera, in 2016. But yeah, man, it's been a journey. Um, you know, I've been full-time Web3 since uh, July of 2021 as well. So um, it's just, uh, it's pretty wild, man. Not going to lie. <laughs> That's a great story, man. Are you also an artist? Do you have like art in your background? Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing pixel art since, um, you know, August of last year. Um, but, you know, I grew up with, uh, you know, my grandma being an artist and she was doing like a bunch of murals and, and um, portraits of different things um, and reenactments as well. And like, I, I still remember like this one specific piece that she did whenever I was like going to her house every day. Um, you know, my parents were divorced, so my mom was always working. Same with my dad. Um, so they, they would, you know, drop me off at my grandma's sometimes. And, uh, you know, I'd spend a lot of time there and just seeing like the the art that she would work on, um, you know, freely, like she didn't work a nine to five. Uh, my, uh, my grandpa owned a mixed martial arts school. And so she was always just at the house, um, doing like accounting stuff for, for the company and then, um, drawing, like literally just spending time drawing. So I, uh, you know, I, I started to, you know, just see what my grandma was doing and she noticed that I was like, you know, really enjoying looking at art and stuff. And so she started to teach me different things. And you know, I, I was pretty good at making portraits and stuff, um, you know, on paper, like that's something that I used to do. But now it's like, just getting into into pixel art, that's been, you know, my biggest thing. And it, I think the reason why I chose pixel art over everything else um, in this ecosystem was because of the fact of, you know, a lot of the games that I grew up playing were pixelated. So Whenever I look at pixel art, it's just something that catches my attention and it's more distinctive to me as a, as a person. I relate to pixel art more. Um, so, you know, I, I got into pixel art and, you know, I haven't looked back. It's been really fun. I did some some traits for my own collection. I have a trait pack coming for my own collection as well. Uh, we'll get more into the traits, et cetera, for, for Wolf Capital in a little bit. But, yeah, just, uh, you know, just a simple answer on on, you know, what got me into art. Yeah, I can tell that you're you have a unique passion for your artists because the Wolf Capital team has 13 artists, right? And in your guys's roadmap, you're giving a shout out many times to artists all around the community. I, I really think it's cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy because, you know, a lot of people were like, well, how, why do you need 13 artists on a team? And it's like because we're doing things that just haven't been done. That's the point. Right. 
like shifting people's paradigms, letting them realize that there is more than one way to do things. I mean, most projects just have one artist. Some have two. Every now and then you see some with like four or five artists, but you know, we wanted to just do things that were different, something that other people were not thinking of doing. You know, just mixing it up, right? Like that's what this ecosystem needs is more substance and less, less, uh, you know, replication, right? Like most people are just trying to duplicate what somebody else did because they saw that they had a working formula. But I mean, it's like, you can take what somebody did in terms of their marketing and just adjust slightly, right? And do different things that, that can, you know, provide value to this ecosystem and also catch the attention of people. Like if you're just doing the same damn thing that everyone else is doing, do you really think that people are going to, you know, pay attention to what you're doing? Right. And so, you know, I just uh, wanted to take a different approach. And that's pretty much why we went with uh, bringing 13 artists on the team. Um, I was pretty well connected with these artists as well. So I'm not going to say it was easy to make happen. It was actually difficult because I had to get them all to be on the same page. And we had to find a way to, to make all of the art flow seamlessly together, um, which is it's a difficult thing to do, especially when you have that many artists. Right. Because they all have their own style. But. You know, we made it happen. We made it work. And, you know, I'm actually very excited to introduce some new artists as well into into the collection, which is going to be pretty crazy to to, you know, do just because we're trying to give as much exposure to artists in this ecosystem as possible. Dude, that's awesome. And your background in Web3 and Web2, that's to be honest, I, th I see a lot of creators uh, that come into the space have a similar uh, background for example me i also had like a background like i was like an ex sneakerhead. i used to trade sneakers i used to do like you know digital collectibles so I used to do like pokemon collectibles and stuff so i feel like lots of people come from the same space uh into web3 that that's pretty cool um so can you tell us a little bit more about wolf capital like what made you want to do it and uh, what what is the goal of the project Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Wolf Capital is something that I've been working on for the better half of, uh, you know, going on 10 and a half, almost 11 months now. Um, you know, we, we really wanted to, to do things in a different way. And, you know, that, that goes with everything that I'm, I'm consistently saying, like a lot of Wolf Capital, like has just been, you know, completely different on all aspects from product to the way we built our community to to you know the art etc right so um simple terms wolf capital is a lending aggregator that also has analytics as well so we're a lending analytics platform as well as an aggregator we provide people with the best data related to the lending ecosystem the nft fi space on solana if you're trying to take a loan on an nft and you want to find the best rates, you want to find the highest LTV possible, or if you're a lender and you want to find, you know, better terms, that's less risky. We have everything that you need from A to Z. And it's a one-stop shop, which is the beauty of it. We're the only lending aggregator um, that's on Solana that has official partnerships with all five lending protocols, Sharky, Frac, Citrus, RainFi, and Yaw. Um, and we also have some other, some other new things um, coming that I am beyond excited to, to, to announce in the near future. Um, but our product itself, um, we're going to be releasing the actual ability to aggregate these loans. Right now, you have the ability to go and look at the collections page, but you can't perform the actions such as borrowing or lending yet. It's almost ready. So we have some features that are actually going to be rolling out this next week. Um, well, you know, this week, technically. And we're going to have some features that are going to be rolling out at the end of the week. Um, so my hope is that we have all the features um, that we're looking to have live for lending and borrowing, everything ready before NYC. And, you know, that's roughly a week and a half away, two weeks away. So, yeah, man, we're going to... We're going to do everything that we can to, to, you know, have a lot of the, the products that we've been promising to the ecosystem prepared. Um, but, you know, we're, we're doing a lot more than just aggregating loans and, and, and you know, um, and providing analytics. We're, I mean, we're a very art-focused project as well. Um, we go very in-depth on the artists, which we've already talked about a little bit. 
Um, and each artist contributed to the project with actually creating the traits, right? They didn't just make a one of one. They contributed to the project with traits that were, you know, designed by each artist. And we handpicked the traits that we added to the collection. So, you know, a lot of Wolf Capital is, is capturing multiple demographics. And that's been one of our biggest things that we wanted to accomplish with creating this project, right? So for Wolf Capital, we, we really focus on a you know, a, a utility that is very useful, very helpful. We aim to be the number one NFT5 product in the world, not just on Solana, but all chains. We will expand this product across multiple chains. Um, and we also want to for sure be the number one project on Solana in terms of a PFP and a community. So we wanted to capture two demographics, and that's why we brought 13 artists on board to have that, that package where you're getting all sides of the spectrum and we've seen in the past like a lot of the times you you'll see a project release and maybe they have great art but they have no utility or they have great utility but the art is just you know like not that great and people don't really appreciate it right so they have no incentive to to want to buy something unless they actually know exactly what it is and with wolf capital i think we actually changed that because people are buying the art without even knowing what the product is. And then when they find out what the product is, they get even more bullish, which is crazy because that just hasn't been done before. And I think because of the way that we built Wolf Capital, because of the way that we've approached this from front to back, we've been able to capture the attention of the majority of the people in the ecosystem at this very moment. And I think that people have their eyes on Wolf Capital and the ones that are not yet involved in Wolf Capital at this very moment I think that they're just waiting to see the release of the actual aggregator, being able to borrow and lend. And the way that we've designed it is been so focused on the user experience because we understand that if you are going to use a product, you want to have the best user experience possible. You don't want to use a product that is just decent, right? If the UI sucks, you're probably not going to go to it. No one wants to use an ugly website at all no one does right people want to use something that's innovative that's that's useful that catches your eye that catches the the attention of anyone that that is looking to to use something right so if you go to wolfcap.io and you just look at our website the base of our website it's very clean it's very slick if you go to the app you can literally launch the app right now you can check out the statistics page you can check out the collections page and we're also going to be releasing the liquidations page very shortly as well. And then from there, you'll be able to use the profile tab next, um, which is going to allow you to track all of your loans and all of the offers that you've put out. Um, I think one of the best things that I am excited for personally for the actual aggregator, though, is the ability to revoke all offers at once. So if you borrow or lend and you're familiar with how long it takes, I've been borrowing and lending for a while. And when I'm putting offers out, if you want to revoke offers, you have to go and revoke them one by one. It takes forever. It takes forever. So we're implementing features to be able to revoke all offers. We're also allowing you to place multiple bids if you're looking to, to have more than you know three offers out there. You can put as many offers as you want. And we want to make a system where it's simply one transaction that, that computes all. So with Wolf Capital, there's a lot of things that we're working on. Um, it starts first and foremost with the lending analytics and aggregator. And once that is complete, we'll expand into our new product um, that we're partnering with two of the largest DeFi protocols in this ecosystem. And there will be more details about that in the future. Um, but as of right now, we're not going to disclose exactly who it is and exactly what we're doing. But it's going to be massive. And that's something that's going to be ready within the next month. Yeah, that's awesome. And how do you see the lending market uh, growth in terms of growth? Do you see it's growing short term? Uh, because myself, I haven't tried lending or borrowing NFTs yet, and I'm not sure what's the what the risk profile is. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I think lending and borrowing is one of the best things that a user can do in this ecosystem because it actually allows you to have liquidity. There are so many people who are sitting on illiquid JPEGs that they don't want to sell, but what's the point of that, right? It's kind of like, here's the way that I see it is, is like, 
for instance, if you have a if you have U.S. dollars, right, and you have it sitting in your bank account, you're not compounding at all. You're not generating any revenue. Your money's just sitting there, and actually, it's typically losing value. And it's funny because if you actually take that concept and throw it into NFTs, it's the exact same fucking thing, bro. Most people are literally losing money on their NFTs that they're sitting on because either the crypto value is going up or down or that NFT is just significantly dropping, right? So why not access liquidity and protect yourself so you can actually, you know, you, you can leverage what you have in your wallet. And think about it this way. The reason why I think that the NFT five space is going to blow up on on crazy levels is simply because of the, the ability to access so much liquidity. Because traditionally, if you wanted to get liquidity for a, a, a real life asset, if you go to a bank or wherever you go to try and get a loan, they're probably going to give you, you know, 5%, 10%, maybe, maybe upwards of 20% of that asset, right? With NFT Fi, you can get 60%, 70%, 80%. 90%. So dude, there are literally literally collections that are maintaining like a 94% LTV. And the reason why is because they're short-term loans. They're short-term loans. So as a borrower, that is so beneficial because you can go get 94%, 90%, 80% loan to floor value on that NFT that you have. It's if if it's a 100 soul NFT and you get 80% of that, what is that? It's 80 soul. You now have 80 soul that is liquid for you to deploy into new collections, into new conviction plays that can benefit you. And guess what? When you make profit, you go and you pay your loan back. Or guess what? If that NFT is now under the value of what you took out on that loan, you don't pay it back. For the lender, obviously, that's where different things come into play. As a lender, you have to play the game differently. I myself it will never, ever fund a loan for an NFT over 90%. And I actually look for loans at 50 to 60%. I look for those collections that a lot of people are not providing liquidity for that I see that are maintaining value, where I see there's consistent volume. And I know that I can deploy that capital. And if somebody defaults, I can instantly go get a 2x because I'm getting it at 50 to 60% of the value of the NFT. Right. So NFT Fi opens a completely different world for people to make real compound interest. You can compound your money. Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. And the sooner people realize that, the better off they'll be. So with the NFT space, NFT Fi is something that is literally just beginning. Um, you know, if you want to put it in terms of like volume, a lot of people say, oh, it's niche. It's, it's just a niche market. That's so bullshit. They don't know what they're talking about. You know, Sharky alone is doing the same volume every single day in loans as Tenzer is doing in trading volume, right? There's more than one lending protocol in the ecosystem. You can go see the volume for yourself, the daily volume. Go to the Wolf Capital website, go to the statistics page, and look at the volume yourself. The volume is there. The numbers, look, men lie, women lie, numbers don't, all right? Numbers don't lie. You look at the numbers and they're, they're real. They're right there in front of your face, right? So, you know, I think the NFT5 space is something that's going to consistently grow. I think we're, we're just getting to that point where people are starting to understand. Um, and, you know, it's like slowly and then all at once. Yeah, totally. And that kind of like leads us to the question of one of the features that you kind of like building is it's called liquidations, right? So uh, when uh, someone kind of like, uh, can you can you explain this process? Yeah. So in the lending ecosystem, there's liquidations. That just means that somebody is not paying their loan back in the term that they have. Right. You can extend loans through Sharky and some of these other platforms are going to have loan extensions as well. Um, but if you don't pay that loan back, that you're defaulting, right? So that loan is going directly to that person. Now, I think that there's there's products out there right now um, that we, we don't want to knock on other projects or their product. Um, but, you know, what they have is kind of more like it's more fluff than anything because it's just extra numbers um, and, 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 you know, graphs on a chart that's not really providing you any value, right? There's certain things that you can use, but there's just extra stuff that – that makes things more complicated than it should be. So people start to overthink. So with our platform, 
our liquidations page is designed to be simple and very understandable. Very understandable and super simple. That's our entire focus. So it's going to tell you how many loans are active on that specific collection. It's going to tell you how many, um, how many loans are underwater in that given moment. You're also going to get to see the loan price of that specific NFT. That's the best thing. You're actually getting to see all of the NFTs that have active loans and any that are upcoming to potentially get liquidated. So we'll have upcoming liquidations and also past liquidations. So you can go through and see all the past liquidations that have happened in the markets. And you can also see exactly which NFT got liquidated. So if there was a potential opportunity, maybe you saw an NFT on the liquidations page that you really wanted and you see that it's about to default. If that person defaults, more than likely the person who got that NFT is going to go resell to get some value back, right? So you can use that as arbitrage opportunity. I mean, the, 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 the liquidations page provides a lot of value that can help you as a trader as well, um, just in general. Because if you're not paying attention to liquidations on collections where it can potentially cause harm, I think that there's certain situations where people have been so focused on like so many underwater loans that they thought that this that they thought the project was going to, you know, reach lower levels. Perfect example, Klanos. Just a week ago, everyone was talking about how there was over 350 underwater loans. Oh, my God, they're, <laughs> they're going to go down to like 40 soul. You know, everyone was talking about it, right? Here's what a lot of people don't understand is you got to observe the masses and do the opposite. When everyone is talking about something, it's either too late or guess what? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen when everyone is talking about it. That's just how markets are designed to work. That's how markets are designed to work. So with Klanos, everyone was talking about this event that was going uh, to happen, right? Everyone was like, it's for sure happening. It didn't happen, right? There was too much money involved in the collection at that given moment, at that given moment too much volume, and too many eyes on the collection for it to go down that route. It's, that's just a fact. There was too much money involved in that given moment. And it was right after an event where a lot of people who have a lot of money got conviction. And so they maintain the price. There are people maintaining price of those collections. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that people don't know, right? That's with any market. So I think when people have a better understanding of what's actually happening and we're able to provide them something that's simple and easily to, it's, it's very easy to digest. That's when we change the game and that's when we get people who have no experience with DeFi or NFT Fi. We get them to come into this space. And I think that's the best thing about Wolf Capital is it's all about providing that level that, that base level of education and know-how when we're when we have users using our platform. If somebody goes to the Wolf Capital platform, it's very easy to digest. When did you start thinking about this idea? Uh, about 10 and a half months ago, 10 months ago. And when did you, when did you start building it? Um, the, well, so we started building the actual platform about six months into, into like brainstorming and like putting all the pieces together. Um, you know, there was like too many trial and error. And like, if you look at the original concepts, it was completely different than what we have today. So, you know, we didn't want to get ahead of ourselves and build something that we were going to have to rebuild or build on top of. So this entire time, everything that we've been doing on the development side, we've been building the digital, like the, uh, the, the, the desktop version alongside mobile. So, you know, I know a lot of projects or platforms when they create a product, they just build everything for desktop, but that's like, it's counter, it's counterintuitive for you because most people are using mobile. Like it's, it's, this is a digital era. People are using mobile, Right. So for, for us, we wanted to make sure that the development we were doing was alongside. And that's why it's taken us so long, because we've made sure that everything is clean and is understandable. And we really took the time to, to put all of the pieces together instead of just trying to rush and get a product out so people have something to use. Right. Like it, it, for, for me, it's 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 about creating a product that's adoptable, not not creating a product that people can use in the moment. Right. So for Wolf Capital, like the, the product itself, that's why I keep tell I keep saying this, like our goal is to be the number one NFT five product in the world. 
because of what we're creating. It's not something that's competing with lending ag- with with lending protocols. We're we're legitimately just connecting them. We're collaborating. And so when you have a level of collaboration with all of these different platforms, it opens new doors and possibilities for a project to reach new heights. So we've been very focused on collaborating from the beginning and you know honestly man it's just it's really exciting where we're going. Um I honestly cannot wait. I cannot wait for this platform to go live in the next few weeks. Yeah, we were going to NFT NYC and hopefully it's going to be live then. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to test it. And so right now we have a risk factor feature on the website. Do you plan to add more kind of like risk analytic feature for like beginners to kind of like gauge the, you know, the the risk probability of different investments, different like lending and borrowing, different collections or something like that? Um, we don't intend to do that. Um, what we will intend to do is create more risk factor, like more risk based analytics for holders. Um, you know, we're not we're not an education company, right? We're a lending aggregator. Our job is not to educate. It's to provide people a seamless understanding so they can get pointed in the right direction. Now, we have people that we're partnering with that do provide DeFi education. Um, so people who, who are involved in Wolf Capital will have access to that information too. So, you know, for, for us, we really want to focus on what we are working on and not overdo it, right? I think a lot of projects try to do way too much at once um, and it's it, it kind of goes to shoot them in the foot, right? Like they, they end up like, they get burnt out, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I think for me, focusing on on branding and marketing is is where my eyes are while I let my devs do what they do. Right. I'm not overstepping. I don't want them to, to feel overwhelmed. Um, I give them harsh deadlines and I'm very serious with them. But, you know, I, I, I believe in them and I know what their capabilities are. I know how good they are at what they do. So, yeah, man, um, for, for us as a business, we just need to stay focused on the lending aggregator and the analytics. It doesn't really make sense to go into the the, the the depths of creating an educational platform, so to speak. When when we met you in LA, you guys had a pretty cool setup at the barracks. I was tight. Are you guys going to do anything in uh, NYC? I know you're going to be there. Is there going to be an event or are you not releasing anything yet? Uh, we already released the information. It's on the Wolf Capital page. Um, you know, we shared the event. I guess I'll quote tweet it. It's literally our last retweet. Um, we're having a, an event on the 15th. It's from 6 to 10 p.m. at the studio. Um, it's going to be it's called the studio. We're going to have music, art, drinks, um, you know, different, uh, you know, uh, food like little snacks. There's going to be coffee, um, you know, merch. Then we're going to do some auctions and there's also going to be some raffles as well. So it's hosted by a handful of high quality, um, you know, products and, and projects out there. You've got Hello Moon um sponsoring the event we've got sharky ugs obviously us being wolf capital mob studios helium and oogie as well um so we're gonna have a pretty dope event um i will spill some alpha for you guys if you're going to nyc you definitely want to be at this event we are going to have trait packs available for the holders um for nft nyc it's going to be a specific trait pack that's designed specifically for NFT NYC. It's the only way to get these two traits. And I think the coolest thing that we're going to do is that we're actually going to have a physical pack. So, uh, you know, holders are going to get handed a pack where they're going to get to redeem their traits into their wallet. And it's going to be um, an experience in itself. And I can't wait to share those, those um, images of what these packs look like. Hell yeah. I love it. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, so, and in terms of like, do you think OpenSea and Magic Eden might also get into NFT5 space? Uh, do you think like, like a big player is going to get in there too? Or maybe like marketplaces in general? Uh, I mean, it's something that they probably will explore if they see that it's like profitable, right? Because, you know, these marketplaces are so damn greedy. But, you know, if that's the case, like we would just see VC funding to outdo them because, you know, we have first market. We have, you know, first market advantage. Like we're, we're for first movers in the market with with what we're creating. Right. So, 
you know, we always have that advantage and that that presents the opportunity to raise a massive amount of VC funding, especially if they see that it's like something that's gaining a lot of attraction and attention. So, you know, our business model is designed for the next five years to, to really pave the way for aggregation for NFT fi and you know, aggregators typically are the things that people are using the most over these actual platforms, right? Like nobody, even in, in even in traditional DeFi, people use DeFi aggregators. Like that's what they use. I mean, that's that's just how the world works, right? Like aggregators is where it's at because you can get everything you need in one place. So for me, the way that I see it is that with NFT Fi being an NFT Fi aggregator and going cross chain, having everything in one place. What do you think is going to happen, right? So I'm beyond confident. And I, I honestly, dude, I can't talk about this enough. Like, I'm just, I'm really fucking excited for the future of Wolf Capital. That's awesome. And uh, I think, yeah, it, OpenSea and Magic Eden might get into it, might not get into it. But in terms of like lending on other blockchains, uh, you mentioned that you might you might go like cross chain in the future. Um, do you think right now Solana is like a leader in terms of like borrowing and lending NFTs, or like for example Ethereum is? Better? Oh yeah, that's not even a question. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. Do you think it's due to the uh, just innovation, or just because of the trading fees, transaction fees, and stuff like that? Um, because people just can't afford to do it on Ethereum or something. Uh, no, people do it on Ethereum. Um, I think it's a mix of both. Just the uh, the user experience, um, you know, the the innovation that has been you know paved by Solana DeFi. Like the the people, the minds that we have in Solana are next to none, bro. Like people talk about you know like big brains in different ecosystems, bro. Like yeah, there's big brains everywhere. But if I'm gonna be real, I think that we have legitimately the smartest developers and the smartest minds um building on solana and i i say that and i know a lot of other people say that too but i truly believe that right like i i think that the people here on solar just built different i think that in the future there's going to be plenty of chains that have great DeFi products and protocols and whatever it might be but you know i think right now the best place to start building a product like this is on solana because the scalability and and you know how cheap it is and our our business is a micro transaction based business like we're looking to just accumulate fees off of transactions so you know that's where we that's where we profit and taking this business across multiple chains like even when when sui releases and they start doing grants like we're going to be going to these other chains and and you know getting grants to to repackage our product on these other chains like that's what we want to do so our business our model everything that we're doing is entirely focused on creating a, a creating an experience for the holders where they can use this product across the chains that they want to be using now how far how far down the road are we from from you know integrating another chain uh, you know we're, we're a ways away but at the end of the day building on solana is our number one priority because of who's involved on soul it's been my home since july i love the solana ecosystem and i just want to be a, i want to continue to be a part of it right like i have no desire to take to take wolf capital to another chain yeah in a way and we also like with k train like solana moxies and uh you know i have some nfts on ethereum but i feel like Lots of exciting things still happening in Solana, and although like you know, D gods and he's uh, kind of like migrating to Polygon and uh, you know Ethereum, I still feel Solana has a lot to give. And as you mentioned, the the community of developers here is just unmatched, and uh, I see like more stars up coming up. And uh, you know, I think in in general, the the maturity of the whole Web three ecosystem is just going to be based on the different like. NFT tools available, the different financial tools available. I think that that would really can stabilize the, you know, the volatility and uh, can like improve the whole, uh, you know, make adoption a lot easier in the future. And uh, yeah, maybe we can open the floor for the questions from the audience. If you guys want to ask something, request, and uh, we're going to pull up in your stage. Real quick, Jay Shep, you seem like you just like um, got 
so much to talk about with the NFT and the crypto space. What, how do you stay up to date with all the new news that's going on and all different blockchains? Like, are you just on Twitter all the time? Do you got a good newsletter? What What's your trick to to stay so educated and up to date? Um, you know, I really just like to educate myself. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Uh, but you know, I don't really get a lot of education from Twitter. Um, you know, it's more so just like being in Twitter spaces, hearing what people are talking about and then going and researching it for myself. So, I mean, I've, I've always been like that whenever I heard about NFT five for the first time and, um, you know, February of last year, um, whenever I started to look into y'all, I was like, all right, what the fuck is this? This is interesting. You're telling me that I can hold this NFT and take a loan on it and use that capital for something else. And my first experience was with, uh, you know, like deploying capital from other collections that I was owning from peer to peer loans on y'all into OK Bears. And I printed, I printed like it was, it was just a winning experience. All right. Like, <laughs> you know, a lot of people were hesitant to buy at eight, nine soul. And I was buying, you know, like 15 to 20 bears at, at eight to nine soul aside from what I minted. And, you know, I bought a handful of whitelist tokens too. So like I was, uh, you know, I was aping the whitelist on famous Fox and then, uh, you know, I was also buying secondary and I, I took loans out on two of my tios to do that. Right. And so it was, uh, it was worth it. And I think that because I had that experience, it just opened my eyes up to the possibilities and then Sharky came along. And so, yeah, man. Uh, you know, for, for me, it's like I, I spend a lot of time on Twitter, but I also like do a lot of self-education. I like to educate myself on what's actively happening in the market so I can make my own assessment. I think that too many people just want to go straight into reading a newsletter and then they take that information that they read in a newsletter and that's like what they firmly believe. So for me, it's like, I want to take that information in, in a newsletter, but also see where they could potentially be, you know, incorrect or where, where I see that they might have like, you know, something missing. Right. So like I'll, I'll take that information and then I go and research it for myself. Like there's no, no better research done than, than research by yourself, you know, from yourself. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to take the time because it is time consuming to actually dive deep into stuff. And it's like, you know, it's, it's dope though. Like I love learning about certain shit, man. And this ecosystem is something that I'm extremely passionate about. So I just try to stay up to date as much as possible. Um, and I spend as much time learning as I can. Like you, you have to be a, a product of the product and you can't be somebody who's, who's just, who believes that you now know it all, right? This ecosystem is evolving. And if you're not consistently educating yourself, you will get left behind. That's just a fact. Is it like any NFT trends that you're like following right now? Maybe some things that Metaplex is developing. And are you guys planning to kind of like transfer the uh, Wolf Capital to, you know, PNFTs with enforceable royalties? Uh, what's your like outlook on that? No, nah, PNFTs are shit. Um, it's, a, <laughs> it's a hassle um, switching from a... Uh, you know, a, a, the, the, the old standard Metaplex uh, collection to, um, you know, a, a PNFT collection. It's, it's a hassle and a half. And it's just not worth the time um, for, for the developers, especially when there's royalty payment solutions that are out there now. Um, and, you know, we, we actually are using a free solution called Scalp Empire. Um, and basically what we're doing is we're making it to where people have the option to pay royalties. Um, you know, for myself as a trader, I don't want to pay royalties on collections I'm not going to fucking hold, you know. And I don't blame a trader if they don't want to pay royalties on a collection they don't intend to hold. But we have, like, different things that we're doing to, to ensure that. If you're going to hold a Wolf Capital NFT and you want to receive benefits from Wolf Capital, you have to pay your royalties. If you don't pay your royalties, you're not getting the benefits that Wolf Capital has to offer because then you're not truly supporting or believing in the vision. You're more so just focused on 
saving as much capital as you personally can. And, you know, I don't blame somebody for that, but we're a business, right? We're a business. We raised 32% of what we were supposed to raise. We refunded $116,000 in 48 hours. Like we've done everything the right way to ensure that people understand that we're serious about what we're doing and that we're here for the long term. We we're here for longevity. So we have scalp empire people have the option to pay royalties um you know when we released the link for scalp empire about a week and a half ago um we had a you know roughly like i think it was somewhere around like 22 percent of royalties paid and now we're sitting at over 50 like 51 52 percent of people have paid their royalties so we've been getting a lot of people that that want to pay royalties and i think it's great because like all the rewards such as like the the art airdrops and stuff that are going out they're only going to people who pay royalties. If you didn't pay royalties, you're not getting an airdrop. That's it's just not going to happen, right? We were doing it where 25% of people would be able to get, um, you know, airdrops if they didn't pay royalties. Like just a small percent would go to those people who didn't pay royalties. But you know, the community spoke and they were like, "Look, we're paying royalties. We don't think that any of those people." that are not actually supporting you should have the ability to, to have access to any of the stuff that's gatekept by holders. If you don't pay royalties and you know, that kind of, it kind of, it made sense immediately. I was like, okay, well, if I'm, if my community is telling me this, cause I was just like, you know what, we're not going to have a royalty enforcement. It is what it is. People are going to pay royalties if they want, but they were like, no, look, y'all should enforce royalties. So this is our way of, of enforcing royalties without doing too much to, tr to try and have like PNFTs and, and make it to where everyone is paying royalties. Because there's a lot of collections out there that have PNFTs and they're collecting royalties. And I, I honestly think that it's so shitty. Like I wish I could just burn the project to the ground. And it's like they're getting, they're getting free royalties for doing absolutely fucking nothing and providing absolutely no fucking value to the ecosystem. And it just pisses me off. So, you know, I, I hear what people are saying and the community spoke. They want people to pay royalties. And so that's our way of, of ensuring that the royalties that are paid, the rewards that we have are only going to people who truly support the vision and are, and are actually paying the royalties. Yeah, that, that's a really interesting approach. And I saw like in Discord some of the airdrops specifically for people like who like can like pay royalties. And I think also like you mentioned on the, one of the spaces that, that people that hold 15 of uh, 15 wolves, they going to have a guaranteed airdrop or something. Is can it, you repeat that? Yeah, people who hold 15 NFTs of wolf capital NFTs, they're going to have guaranteed airdrops. Correct. If you have 15 wolf capital NFTs, you're guaranteed the addition airdrops. So when we uh, when we start rolling out our trait packs, the way that we're going to be rolling them out is going to be very interesting. Um, if you own, let's say you own a Marcelino trait, right? Um, you have a possibility of getting airdropped a trait pack. And these artist traits are selling at premiums like all day. They're selling for seven, eight, nine. 10 soul like we have so many sales that are happening over 10 soul and it's for these traits that are designed by specific artists so when an artist trait pack releases let's say you had a marcelino trait and we have a marcelino trait pack getting ready to release when that pack releases most of those packs are going to be raffled at a set price the revenue that's generated 60 percent goes directly to the artist we're here to support creators right we also are able to, to you know, generate revenue that goes to our treasury and it. it allows us to continue to expand and build on our products. And, you know, that's our way of, of generating revenue to, to get the capital that we didn't raise, you know, from Mint. So we monetize these, these traits and we raffle them. But if you own these traits that are designed by specific artists, you have a possibility of getting airdropped a specific pack. And they're very limited. There's only 25 of each trait that's released by an artist. So if you get one of these trait packs, you can resell it. And the best part is we, we make it fair to where it's not like if, if you have all the capital, you can just throw it into one of these and into one and, and outbid somebody. Right. And then people are just priced out. We make it a fair raffle auction. And uh, we're working on some mechanics to reward people for holding the wolf capital NFTs where they're going to, you know, potentially, um, you know, I can't guarantee this. It's something that we're working on, but they might be able in the future to get like a guaranteed, um, you know, like a guaranteed ticket um, just for holding a wolf. Right. And then they can purchase additional tickets that they would like. 
Um, so we're, we're, we're working on a system for that. Um, but yeah, we're, 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 we're really focused on monetizing the art as well, but making sure that a large portion, the majority of that funds are going directly to the artist because the way that I see it is that a lot of these creators in this ecosystem are highly underpaid and they only get paid one time. They only get paid the one time that they deliver the art, right? Sometimes they get a payment up front and then at the end of the, of the collection being created, they get paid, right? They don't have any passive income from the work that they've done. Right. And it's kind of shitty. Like I remember seeing that, that, uh, like, Dude, a Ute that Scum created sold for like $113,000 like yesterday. And he didn't get any royalties from that, right? So the, obviously it's hard to give royalties for specific NFTs that are done by artists. Um, but the way that we combat that and the way that we bring you know, additional revenue to these artists is by raffling new trait packs to holders and giving some to the people who hold those artist traits and then there's trait swapping fees as well um, which are very minimal um, but the revenue that's generated from trait swaps go back to the artists as well they get 60 percent of trait swaps so they truly have passive income with wolf capital versus just a one-time payment there's that there's that passion for the artist coming out i love that i love reading about that and on the website um just a, a little side note off topic here. looks like Elon has changed the logo of Twitter to the Doge. So there's that, a little 20% pump in Dogecoin. Who knows what's going to happen from here? Jay Shep, we're coming up on an hour. Man, you've, you've given us so much uh, great information and education. I am, I'm bullish on NFT5 from here on out. Um, we appreciate you coming up. Is there anything you want to end with something that, uh, you want to share that we didn't, we didn't ask about or anything like that? Oh, and I just realized I fly out of NYC on the 15th, that Saturday. So I need to change, change my plan so I can make sure to see you Saturday. Yeah. You better change your dates, dude. It's going to be worth going to, um, that event's going to be crazy. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of stuff given out there. Holy shit. He actually did. He really changed the logo to a Doge, like, bro. <laughs> he's crazy. I don't know. What I don't know what fuck? what's about to happen. But hang on, everybody. That's actually so funny, dude. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I just want to say thank you to everyone for showing up to this space. It's been a it's been a hell of a space. I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I just love sharing my passion of Wolf Capital and telling you guys what we have coming. Um, just know that there's a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes that we have not talked about. Uh, that you guys are going to get to see in the, in the next coming weeks. And I just really can't wait for New York. Make sure if you're going out to New York, we're going to have a, um, you know, a, a page where you can RSVP to go to that event. It's going to be wild. There will be a max capacity. I think we're looking at somewhere around like 500 people is the max capacity for the event. It's hosted by six different projects. Um, we're going to have like clear um, see-through Solana backpacks. Um, the Solana Foundation is is giving us a bunch of fucking backpacks to give out to, to the people there. We're also going to have a, uh, a long sleeve shirt that's going to be for those people who are in attendance of the event. And it's going to be a collaborative item. Um, and then in each backpack, there's going to be different items that we throw in them as well. So definitely come out there. Um, if you're holding Wolf Capital NFTs and you're out in the NYC, um, you're going to have a possibility of getting one of the trait packs and I'm also going to have 10 different wolves on some cupcake cards that I'm going to be giving away. So um, there might be a few rare, rare, rare wolves that I throw on these cupcake cards, um, you know, for my personal collection. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a really dope event. I'm trying to give as much value back to the holders and people who aren't even holders as possible so we can continue to grow this ecosystem and grow, you know, the, the, the community of Wolf Capital, which I think we're doing such a phenomenal job right now. Um, you know, I got some stats yesterday from from some of the from some of the devs um, on just like overall growth from from listing counts over the past week to to um, you know how many people have paid the royalties, et cetera. And it's just kind of crazy the the amount of support that we're getting, and you know the amount of people that have PFP'd wolves as well. And I just want to see that number continue to rise. And you know, I'm going to keep doing everything that I can as a founder to to provide as much value to this ecosystem, so people see you know, what, what we're actually working on here. And I think that people are going to continue to, to get more excited for Wolf Capital. 
this is legitimately just the beginning. Um, one last thing that I will hint off with, um, I've talked about this a little bit in other spaces. We are going to be having seasons coming forward in Wolf Capital um, with a lot of things that, that are going to be very interesting. It's going to be very art focused. Um, there's going to be a lot of art rewards that people are going to be able to redeem um, and some other things as well that we have not discussed. So it's going to be very exciting. I honestly can't wait to release the, uh, the, the trailer, um, you know, of, of season one, just like our, um, our illustration that's going to be done by one of the artists. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really fucking excited. Um, just know that Wolf Capital, we're 12 days in as a business. Um, and, and we've already accomplished more than what 90, 98% of projects have accomplished since they launched. Right. And it's, it's just crazy to see what we've done. And, um, you know, the, the, the amount of people who are supporting the vision and, and how many people are coming into to Wolf Capital is just next level. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to all the artists that are a part of Wolf Capital. Shout out to Lawrence Anthony. The dude is fucking goaded. Uh, dude, if you don't own an L.A. piece, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you because his art is fucking wild, bro. Like he's he's truly a legendary artist in this ecosystem. But yeah, um, you know, that's that's pretty much it, guys. I really appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Um, yeah, get yourself a wolf if you don't have one. I promise you, it's going to be worth it. Right on, bro. Keep up the good work. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, dude. Thank you for coming. It was an absolute blast. So much information and. Uh... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow at the same time, 10 a.m. PST. And uh, cheers, guys. Peace out.